there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber. I'm excited you found this show and have decided to tune in today. I cover a wide variety of topics, but every episode comes back to one of three things. Business growth, personal brand growth, and mom life. Before I dive into today's topic, I want to ask you if you're familiar with Lizzo's latest song. I love me some Lizzo, and her new song is called It's About Damn Time. Not only does it make me want to dance, it absolutely speaks to me and where I am right now. I'm not going to sing it for you, trust me, no one wants to hear that, but I do want to share the lyrics. I've been so down and under pressure, I'm way too fine to be this stressed. I'm not the girl I was or used to be, I might be better. Turn up the music turn down the lights. I got a feeling I'm going to be all right. It's about damn time. In last week's episode, episode 63, I shared about this new energy I've been feeling and how I'm leaning into it over resisting it. For me, that's a big deal. And honestly, it's about damn time. About time for me to feel good about the decisions I've made and the way it's all coming together in a way that makes me feel so energized and excited. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been sharing bits and pieces of the behind the scenes work that's happening on my retail store. My business has its own social accounts, but I'm sharing a little bit on both as I work through the build out of the space and get the store ready to open. I got so many DMs in the last week with questions about my process and people looking for more status updates. So I put up a question to my community asking if you wanted me to share more on starting a brick and mortar small business. I saw super high engagement on this little poll with 100% yes to hearing more. If you're new to me or to the Motherhood Merged podcast, you might want to go back and listen to episode 57. In this episode, which I recorded on my 40th birthday, I shared the big news that I was leaving my 17-year corporate career to open my very own brick-and-mortar dancewear retail store. A huge change, and the change may seem totally out of left field, but it's been in the works very, very quietly in the background of my life for a while. I didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to quit my well-paying job that I've worked really hard to be successful at to do something totally new that I have zero experience with. Forte Dance Essentials will open its doors to customers next month. And to steal the line from Lizzo, it's about damn time. This journey started in January of 2021, and now I'm here. 16 months later, putting the finishing touches on about a million details so I can open the doors and start making sales. The question I'm getting most often right now from friends, family, and even strangers on the internet is how did I get started? That's a very simple question with a complex answer. But going back to January of 2021, which ironically is when this podcast was born, I can point to a few key steps I took that really allowed me to move forward 
or make the decision at the critical time to keep this train moving forward. Three things I can point to that I think are universal checkbox items for starting a business, and they are research, funding, and connections. If this sounds like something you want to hear more about, either because you have plans in your head to start your own business, or because you're curious about the path I'm taking, stay tuned. I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain in near real time since I've passed these milestones recently. Ready to hear more while it's fresh in my mind? Let's dive in. Is your laptop full of files you'd be lost without? How about all of those photos of your kids taking up valuable space on your phone? You know I'm a big fan of organization and I love a good system, so Dropbox is perfect for me. Secure cloud storage that's designed to make your life easier. Store your files and share documents with ease from your desktop or from the app on your phone. I back up all of my photos from my phone with the click of one button. My team houses and shares important files across departments at work. We even send secure files to our accountants with the password protection function. Dropbox is a great solution to all those important pieces of information you don't want to risk losing. Visit erinkraber.com forward slash podcast to learn more and to get started with Dropbox. First, let's talk about research. The idea of doing your research before you make any decision, big or small, is not new. It's why we subscribe to Consumer Reports. If you read any business book or listen to any successful entrepreneur speak about their experience, they'll likely touch on two things. The problem they identified and the solution they came up with to solve the problem. Part of that is R&D, or research and development. An idea for a product, program, or service is just one piece of the profitable business puzzle. And let's not ignore the fact that making money is the reason to have a business. It might not be the sole purpose, but the fact that it makes money is what separates it from a hobby. A business should make money. So, how does it make money? From selling it, a product, a program, or service, to people who are willing to pay for it. And research is the process of finding those people. Getting an answer to the question of who are they, where are they, and can they validate your idea? In my case, I wanted to know if my idea even had any legs. It was twofold, really. I needed to know if there was a need for a dancewear store in my community, and the types of products and services these potential customers were looking to have in a dancewear store. My idea had some traction from the casual conversations I was having with other dance moms and a few of the dance instructors in my circle but I needed a bigger sample size and to include people outside of my network before I spent a bunch of time on a business plan. In May of 2021, I used the free online survey tool SurveyMonkey to create two different, very brief online surveys. One was targeted at parents of dancers to find out where they shop, what they buy, and if they would do that locally if given the option. The second went to dance instructors and performing arts academy owners in the area. I wanted to know if any of them sold dancewear to their students and the things that were important to them when working with brands and vendors. My method was pretty quick and dirty. I emailed the dance instructor survey to as many addresses as I could find within a 10-mile radius. The fact that it was a large list was a plus as well. Then I posted the other to several Facebook groups I'm a part of in my community. Each survey was less than 10 questions, and provided very clear feedback I could decipher with little time and energy. There was no need for a lot of deep data analysis. I asked pointed yes-no questions and ended each 
with Does Hoover Need a Dancewear Store? There are so many great free online survey tools that there's no reason to skip this step. Truly, you just need data, and that can come in different forms. Interviews, focus groups, online surveys are just some of the methods available to test your ideas and theories. Receiving positive feedback from total strangers with zero context gave me the green light to move to the next step of creating a formal business plan. I was looking for more than 50 responses and to see the numbers on a few key questions to give at least 85% positive response or higher. I received 72 responses and 98% of the responses wanted what I planned to offer. If the feedback came back contrary to what I thought, I would have stayed in the research and development phase longer to identify where I was off the mark. Negative feedback or results different from what you expect doesn't mean you have to stop and give up. It's data and a starting point to determine the next steps. My next step involved understanding the money. As you might expect, capital is a critical piece of starting any business venture. I'm somewhat embarrassed to admit that I'm not involved in our family's finances. My husband manages our bank accounts, bills, revenue streams, taxes, and really all things money. I'm involved in all the money decisions, and I've taken steps over the year to be more well-versed in our financial portfolio, but it's just not my role in our relationship, and that's by choice. Starting a business costs money, so I needed to understand how much I needed to fund my business, what I had to work with, and more importantly, what are the options for accessing more of it? We also needed to establish and agree on our comfort level with the different types of financing options as we learned about them. The more I googled and the more options I found, the more difficult it became to understand. Some involved credit cards, leveraging our investment portfolio, property liens, and crazy high interest rates. Yes, I do have a business degree, and I do know the basics of budgeting, forecasting, I understand the P&L and interest rates. This knowledge helped me take a simple business expense calculator spreadsheet I found online and expand it into a working reference document for my startup expenses, operating expenses, and estimated revenues. But that knowledge didn't help when I wanted to find other sources of capital for use in the expense columns. Honestly, this was hands down the most frustrating part of the early stages. I felt like I was doing a lot of research, but not finding any actionable steps to take to get money. It was like two steps forward, one step back. It was a lot of dead ends, and a lot of it was because funding options for new businesses is much more limited than funding for existing businesses. A couple of the resources I did find most helpful were our financial advising team, the Nerd Wallet website, and the collection of free spreadsheet templates available through Shopify. I'm not even a Shopify customer, but the downloads are free and a great way to get started. I might do a future episode that's more of a deep dive into funding business ventures because there's just so much info out there and it's overwhelming to sort through it when you're trying to decide if you can make a major life change or not. I started down one path with a bank in October, only to come full circle on a decision to step away from that relationship and their funds in March. In my case, which of course is specific to me and my financial situation, I ended up setting aside a good chunk of money from leaving my corporate role, and that included a significant PTO payout and cashing out other benefits, combined with a gift from my family and our home equity line of credit, 
to get this business off the ground. I'm deep in the spending phase, and it's stressful, but very soon I hope to turn the page to generating dollars and actually hit those cash flow projections as early and as quickly as possible. With the financial component as a major stressor, I'm very, very thankful I made really good local connections early into the process. My dad has been a business owner for over 30 years, and he gave me the tip early into my brainstorming to connect with the SBDC in my area. SBDC is a small business development center, which is a subset of the SBA, the U.S. Small Business Administration. It's a U.S. government agency that provides support to entrepreneurs and small businesses. Their website has a ton of valuable information and links to other resources that you need along the journey to small business ownership. My desire to open a brick-and-mortar business allowed me to connect with the local SBDC chapter in October of 2021, and I was assigned a specialist with experience in starting and running successful retail businesses. My contact became a mentor of sorts, and she was able to give me checklists and links to important resources, so I didn't have to dig through Google searches and find what I didn't even know I was looking for. She's also local to my area, so she connected me directly to the right people with the city's Economic Development Commission and the Chamber of Commerce. All of these resources exist in every community. They might go by a slightly different name, but these agencies exist in your area to support you in your business venture. If it's e-commerce or a physical storefront, they have checklists and blueprints and resources at the ready. I can honestly say taking the step to seek out advice from the SBDC got me where I am today much faster than had I gone it alone. I have so much I can say on this topic, but the bottom line is that connections are important and doing the work to make the right ones early on in the process makes a big difference. It truly has been like starting over in that regard. Having a mentor to bounce ideas off of gave me a lot of confidence in my thought process and the work I was doing to get my plan off the ground. Again, had her feedback been different, I might have gone a different direction, but she gave me those important resources and documents to speed up the process. I went from a skeleton business plan in October to a city business license in hand by the middle of April. At this point in my business venture, I'm still very much in the trial and error phase. It's so completely different from anything I've done before and I don't know what I don't know. Putting together the roadmap to opening the doors has brought out all kinds of emotions. One minute, I'm crushing the to-do list, and the next I'm stalled, waiting to find out if the shelves for the wall displays I plan to order are even available in the next month. I expected this ride to be a crazy roller coaster, and so far it's living up to those expectations. I really am grateful for everyone in my community, both here locally and in the online space, who's been cheering me on and asking me for all the details. I'm taking a huge risk. I walked away from a comfortable career to make my own way, my way. To do something better for me and ultimately for my family. It might not be exactly better all around just yet, but I'm confident it will get there. I've made so much progress in a relatively short time, and again, I go back to that Lizzo song. I feel so energized by the work I'm doing. And every frustration and every roadblock that pops up along the way has been fairly short-lived. Makes me think it's about damn time. If that song isn't stuck in your head by now, it will be after this. I love it, even if it's not PG. 
I hope you enjoyed hearing the inside scoop on this transition into entrepreneurship. As long as you want to hear it, I'll keep sharing. As always, if you know someone who can benefit from the things I talk about, please share it. You can text the episodes directly from iTunes or drop the link into a DM or email. Thanks for joining me and I'll be back next week with more. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merge. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I loved putting it together to share. If you want to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically queued up and ready to enjoy. I do have one small favor to ask. It will only take a minute and it will help this podcast grow and get in front of more women who need my brand of support. I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. Tag me on social at Aaron underscore Kraber with your feedback and I'll be sure to shout you out in return.